Welcome to Ed Talks UK. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and today we're going to be talking about what we know currently about statutory assessment for this year and how we can best support pupils over the coming months. I'm joined by Ben Fuller, our Lead Assessment Advisor. Ben has been an advisor in Hertfordshire for 16 years and for three years was the President of the Association for Achievement and Improvement through Assessment. Hi Ben, how are you? Hi Anne, yes I'm very good thank you. Now we, we know it's quite a changeable landscape at the moment in the world of education but, but how are things in the world of assessment currently? Yes it's certainly an interesting time at the moment in assessment. Um, what we already know is that there will be no primary statutory assessments this summer. Um, that, that includes tests and teacher assessment. Those things are not going to be taking place. Um, and we know that um, students in secondary schools will not be taking GCSEs and A-levels in the way that they usually would. Um, still a lot to be determined uh, in terms of secondary. There will be a consultation starting very soon about um, how assessments will be determined for those students. But it will be a process of the schools making teacher assessed grades based on their knowledge of the, those learners. And after the uh, debacle of the algorithm last year, we know that, uh, that the government have already said that they're not going to take an algorithmic approach this year. So that's what we know so far, more detail to be determined in, in that regard. Perfect. It's it's certainly been a an interesting landscape for you to for you to stay on top of. Um, we all know that the landscape is shifting on a daily basis at the moment, but it's probably helpful to provide some clarity where it's possible to. What what does this mean for the summer assessment? So what it means is that um, where children in years two and, and six, in the case of key stages one and two, would normally be taking some tests and teachers would be carrying out assessments which would be moderated by the local authority. Those sorts of activities are not going to be taking place um, in the sense that there won't be new tests that, the, that are published this year. But the DfE have already said in a recent statement that they're very much encouraging schools internally to use um, a range of assessment approaches, which, which may include using past assessment test papers, so that they can still make some uh, summative judgments about how children have achieved. Um, that can be used to report to those children's parents about their children's attainment. And in the case of year six children, passing information up to secondary schools. So there are there are, of course, reasons why we we do want schools to be engaging in assessment practice, but it's going to take a different kind of form to to how it has in previous years. What do you think that will look like for for teachers? How what are your top tips for teachers currently trying to navigate this? Well, at this moment in time, I would be saying that the most important aspects of assessment for teachers are the formative elements of assessment, um, thinking about where children are in their learning at the moment. I, I would say don't worry too much, don't don't lose too much sleep over end of year assessment at the moment. You know, we'll, we'll get there soon enough. 
But at this moment in time, it's very much about using day-to-day -day assessment to understand which aspects of the curriculum children are secure in and where they need further support. And particularly at times like this, when most of the children, or at least a, a large proportion of the children, are learning from home. Of course, some children are in school, but many children are learning from home. So the, the real focus at the moment, I think, is for teachers to be um, using formative assessment as best as they possibly can, but in a, in a remote teaching situation. Um, and supporting children and giving them good feedback on their learning and really uh, helping them get to where ideally we would like them to be by the end of the year. It certainly is a complex arena. So let's look at the immediate needs around us for early spring term 2021. How can assessment support during remote lockdown learning? So I think it's important to think about what we mean by assessment and at this particular time I think the main focus needs to be on formative assessment by which I mean that the kind of day-to-day -day interactions that teachers have with children so that includes things like asking really good questions that really get to the heart of probing children's understanding and finding out where there might be misconceptions um, and there are various ways that digital tools could support with that. Um, so, for example, one of the techniques that, that we talk about is the creation of hinge questions, which are multiple choice questions where the, the options have been determined in a way that would they would include common misconceptions in there. So the ways in which children respond to that would immediately show the teacher whether most of the children in the class already understand a particular concept or whether a number of them have some of the common misconceptions and getting that kind of information in an immediate live um, format is really powerful and many digital tools exist to support with that kind of um, approach. It's also worth thinking about feedback because that's a crucial element of supporting children in their learning. The sorts of feedback that teachers can give them, but also the feedback that children can give each other, um, sometimes referred to as peer assessment, but we quite like to promote the phrase collaborative improvement rather than peer assessment. It's about children being able to look at each other's work and give each other suggestions and say, oh, I really like that bit, but uh, I think I think that bit wasn't very clear. You could improve that sentence, those sorts of things. So if it's possible for teachers in this remote setting to use whatever digital tools their school is using and create those opportunities for children to talk to each other about their learning and as teachers to talk to the children about their learning. These are really powerful tools, both for just getting that engagement, getting children enthusiastic about their learning, but also helping them make progress. That sounds that sounds really helpful. Um, can you give me an example of what these digital tools could be? So there's a whole range of systems that different schools will use. And of course, they'll have already made those decisions about where they want to 
invest, but you know, many schools use things like Google Classroom. There are other tools out there, Seesaw, Purple Mash. There's a whole range of different approaches that um, schools can use. In the Digital Classroom resource, which um, has been put together by Hearts for Learning, there is a very useful video that was put together by Sandringham School, which is an EdTech demonstrator school. And that explores a range of different tools and looks at the ways in which they can be used to support formative assessment in remote teaching. So trying to look forward a little to the future, I know that it's there. It's very difficult to forecast anything right now because things can change so quickly and at the moment so frequently. But in, in what is still a turbulent season for education settings, how do you think that schools can best support pupils to get back on track? Um, the role assessment plays is really you know, crucial in terms of understanding the different places each child is at in their understanding, what their prior understanding of a topic is, what misconceptions they might have, so that teachers can really try and plan their teaching at the most appropriate pitch for the children in their class and, and to be able to support particular pupils where there are greater needs. There's so much of the curriculum that is very difficult to do in a remote situation. You know, some aspects of the curriculum lend themselves fairly well to home learning, uh, but, but others, you know, the sorts of things where you would normally have children working together in groups, carrying out investigations, etc. It's very difficult to replicate some of those in a home learning situation. So it's going to be about um, working out how those objectives can be met, but albeit in a, through a different medium. Um, how are you working to support schools this season? So there's a number of things that we're doing. Um, we have some useful blogs on the Hearts for Learning website, which look at various aspects of formative assessment um, that can be put into place through remote learning. We are also uh, running a number of remote assessment moderation sessions, which teachers can sign up for. That's looking at standards in writing, uh, very soon we've got some sessions coming up for year two teachers and later in the term we've got sessions for teachers of year five, year four and year three. Uh, last term we had sessions for year six teachers. So um, those those opportunities for teachers to get together, albeit in a, in a digital way, and look at the writing that their children are producing and compare it with colleagues from other schools and really work out what it is that their children are doing successfully and what the next steps in learning need to be. Um, th those opportunities are still really powerful and I would be saying to schools that just because we know that statutory assessment uh, is not going to take place doesn't mean that there isn't still a role to play for teachers getting together and just looking at the standards and having those rich conversations about um, the gaps in children's learning and how they could support children to to close those gaps. Perfect okay that sounds like valuable support. Thanks so much Ben for joining me today it's been really interesting talking to you and over what is an incredibly complicated arena currently in education. I'm very sure that we'll be speaking again soon.
Thank you very much, Anne. And thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us next time for more EdTalks UK.